magical place we could go. So close your eyes and make a wish for the skies with the angriest, flappiest birds and the seas with ridiculous fish. The Dutch Arcade Show is here again. Touch Arcade Show. Hey guys, what is up? Welcome to the Touch Arcade Show, episode number 546, special Black Friday edition. Um, yeah, here we are. We missed a couple of weeks in a row. Apologies about that. Um, I am happy that Eli was accommodating to recording on Black Friday, which is actually technically a major holiday in the U.S., so you're working on a holiday today, yeah? To re- yeah. record this podcast. So. Did you did you did you partake in any sales today? I haven't I haven't yet, but um, I know one of your favorite pastimes is buying things you don't need, and this is like the day to celebrate oh. buying things you don't need. I bought a bunch of stuff that I do need. Um, uh, like need and not need, I guess. Yeah, new smoke detectors, um, mm. additional mm-hmm. like ring alarm stuff. You know, when it comes to like uh, life or death safety things, I feel like getting the best deal possible should should trump everything. <laughs> well, else. no, I mean, I <laughs> I wanted to get the ones that like link up with the ring security system, but yeah. they're like fifty bucks a piece. Right? No, I'm in the same boat. Actually, I was just like, oh man, that seems like a lot. Um, are those on Black Friday sale right yeah, now? Yeah, um... I I got them for like twenty six and some mm. change like basically half off so yeah i bought um i bought one like two years ago when our co2 thing that we had like died and um so i was like well and all of our smoke alarms in our house were like the cheapest cheap mm-hmm. rental unit battery powered yeah you know whatever so um i was like oh well we need a new co2 detector and might as well upgrade the smoke alarm too and get the one that like connects to the ring or whatever. But like you said, it was like 45 bucks or something. Um, so I ended up buying one to see how it worked and never even got around to installing it. But now that we're, we're redoing our house, you have to, you get inspected for like smoke alarms oh, and yeah. stuff. So we got to have all that stuff up and legit. So I'd like to have all of the ones we have to put up be the nice ring connected. Good. Well, ones. now's the time. Today's the day. Yeah. Uh, cause... Thank Amazon. you for reminding me to spend money. Well, it's like it's kind of irritating because like Amazon is like kind of training me to not buy things in their right. brand umbrella on like any other time than right. like Prime Day, Black Friday, yeah. stuff like that. Because like I, I, particularly now, it's like you, you buy something, they just give you a free Alexa thing. And like a, oh, right. the Alexa yeah. show with the screen, which is like, mm-hmm. pretty cool, you know, so. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. And you get and you get a huge discount on stuff. So did yeah. you see the news story about how like Alexa apparently is like losing them? Uh, I saw that some absurd amount of money. Let me see. Ten. It's like 10 billion a year or something just crazy. Um, Alexa on which... track to lose 10 billion this year described as colossal failure in new report is the first yeah. headline. Uh, I think it's um, sure man, that. this is really going to upset oh. the. Amazon I'm sorry lady. for anybody that's listening. <laughs> we'll, we'll say the A word. Um, the division yeah, lost I, I, three billion in the first quarter of 2022. See, that's crazy to me because I don't know. Like, um, how are they dumping that much money into this? Like, I I think it's safe that everyone yeah. would agree that it's the best like virtual assistant, right? Out of out of Google, Apple, 
and Amazon, like I think everyone, Google and, and Amazon's work the best. Well, it's because um, they have the, the cloud dependency and actually are able yeah. to connect to other like things and services and stuff as yeah. opposed to, you know, Apple's right. offering, which. Well, I think, um, you know, uh, John Gruber had a good take on this whole thing where it was like, um, Apple has never really cared about their virtual assistant being like the best virtual assistant. They mm -hmm. care about it in, in working within their own ecosystem of things. And so by that account, it like works. Okay. Like if you like tell Siri to, you know, uh, connect your AirPods or, you know, do connect to the home pod or whatever. Like if you tell it to do things within Apple products, uh, ecosystem, like it, it works. Okay. And th I think that's why they built it in the first place not to have something be like everyone uses our voice assistant because mm -hmm. they don't care about that because probably there's no money in it. Well, so Amazon though was like, we want to have like the best, smartest, most capable yeah. virtual assistant, um, which I think they've accomplished, but also um, I don't see a way to make money with that. And, yeah, and Gruber's that... take was like, I, he thought that people would eventually get to the point where they would just tell the A word to buy things for them. And um, you can uh, do and, that. And I mean, you can't it, but he makes a good point that it's like not, it's not faster or better experience than buying something on the app on your phone right, or the computer. Right. Um, and especially I always feel nervous where it was like, sometimes she'll pop up and be like, Hey, you previously ordered this. It was about three months ago. Do you want me to reorder that? And it's like, Oh, maybe, but I don't really know for sure. I need to check. Mm -hmm. And at that point I'm going to go check. You know what I mean? I'm not going to be like, yeah, just send me that thing um i don't yeah, think I anybody those, really um, does that amazon dash buttons are a lot better solution for for that kind of stuff like a friend of mine got really into those and just has mm -hmm. them like everywhere ev like everywhere seriously it's like it's like crazy <laughs> it's like next to next to the furnace they got the stack of furnace filters and there's the button yeah. that you push and we push it more filters come that's and like cool. I, it's it's a neat setup i mean like mm. um particularly if you don't have kids or whatever you know because my concern would be like like if I had a bunch like in our pantry or, or whatever, just have some yeah. kid go do, 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 and yeah. then like you know UPS truck shows up with a thousand boxes of paper towels for me or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, the the articles surrounding this stuff were pretty interesting because they were. Um, I mean, I don't know where they were getting these numbers from. If it was from Amazon Direct yeah. or, um, or what, but they were saying that Amazon the. Amazon assistant lady is uh, uh -huh. processing a, uh, over a billion interactions a week. But the mm -hmm. problem is like, and this is how I use the fucking thing, you know, like almost all of those are things that can't be monetized. You know, it's like telling mm -hmm. you what the weather is or playing mm -hmm. some music for you or converting right. a measurement for you or right. doing, you know, math for you or yeah. yeah, the the million things that I find it to be extremely useful for, you know, turning your lights yeah. on, turning your lights off, yeah. like, yeah. you know, that, that kind of stuff, you yeah. know, like, I, I feel like if Amazon slipped an ad into there, you know, like, mm -hmm. you know, it was like, uh, you know, I don't know if you ask what the weather is. It was like, oh, it's sunny out. And by the way, we have a sale on like copper tone sunscreen or whatever. I feel like people, she does that lines. stuff, but not no, over she voice. Does. Like on yeah, the screen, she does that stuff show. to us all the time. Really? Yeah. And like, it'll be super annoying. Cause it'll be like the kid will want to hear something. And it'll be like, a word play animal noises or whatever and it'll be like okay by the way if you subscribe to amazon prime you know oh, best see, music see, ever like whatever see we have um, we're 
full deep throating the Amazon ecosystem oh, okay. Prime subscribers. And... Yeah, she throws a lot of ad style stuff for other Amazon services at us. It, it usually at very inopportune times. Like oh, sometimes really? I might not care if it wasn't like this kid is freaking <laughs> out. Play a... these animal sounds. But, call, um... the, call the police. There's an intruder. <laughs> yeah. Oh, let me tell you about this new book on true. You know our ring of products are on sale. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I uh so, but it, it it is true though, like, um, all the stuff we use ours for, and I was super anti, like when, uh, these started becoming more popular or gaining popularity. I was like, I don't care about a stupid virtual assistant. I don't want to talk to a speaker and blah, blah, blah. I was just anti it. And then, like you said, I bought a couple of things on Amazon that came with them for free and, um, was like, okay, well, I'll stick one in the kitchen and I'll stick yeah. one in the kid's room so they can listen to the nursery rhymes, whatever. Um, now they're like, I can't live without them. And, oh yeah, uh, I mean, we we probably use ours like the kitchen is like the true MVP, yeah, of the whole ecosystem because like yeah, particularly when you're like doubling a recipe and like adding fractions or whatever, yeah. like it just or yeah. like converting things or yeah. setting multiple timers or reminders yeah. or whatever. I mean, it's like just so handy. Well, but, I, would, I just wonder, know. like, well, now so now there's like the matter, uh, smart home standard stuff that's coming out or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so the idea is like, you can buy a bunch of different electronic products that should all work together, whether you have Amazon or Google or Apple or whatever ecosystem, they should all work together because it is kind of frustrating. I've never really gone all in on anything super smart homey because it, it like is inoperable with each other or whatever. Um, and well, now, so, so my question is who is behind this matter stuff? Because like, is this going to be another standard that uh doesn't really catch on and i don't know i i think it was like a collaboration between the big tech companies to come up with this sort of thing sort of like how usb works how there's like a consortium oh, yeah, or something like that but um i think it's in everyone's best interest to not lock out other things because um i just find it really annoying where it was like oh, i'd like to try smart lock and then it's like oh well none of them work with Amazon or none of them work with HomeKit, for especially is the big one. Like Apple ben will benefit from this most um, because a ton of things work with Amazon or whatever or Google. Um, very few things like you have to search out specific HomeKit enabled things to work with like Apple. Yeah, stuff. I mean, that's that's why we got into other ecosystems, basically, was, um, yeah, you know, that 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 exact thing. Well, I've thought especially with like the HomePod minis being a hundred bucks or whatever. And I'm like, damn, I'd like to pick up a couple of those and, you know, keep it in the Apple circle or whatever. But I'm also like, I know what it's like to ask Siri for things. And I know what it's mm -hmm. like to ask a word for things. And I know which one I would prefer. Mm -hmm. um, and so I like, don't really want to switch away for that. Um, but I, I do think with like the smart home stuff becoming more like ubiquitous and having more like standardized formats and stuff. Um, something like a virtual assistant is going to have to just be like a sunk cost sort of thing to do business. Right. And so I don't think it necessarily has to be a product that makes you money. I think it's going to be something you need to have to work your smart home gadgets or whatever, you know? So I feel like they, they're going to need to probably just find out all the fat they can trim off of the, the whole a word division um, to try and get it to a more manageable thing and just except it's not going to like be a moneymaker ever anytime soon. But the fact that it's the best can be a selling point for a lot of different 
devices and and stuff like that. So yeah. like me, like me not wanting to switch away from using Amazon to go use Apple's stuff, even though I'm like an Apple guy. Um, I just know that like the Siri experience is not great. So yeah, I, I hope that um the you know if if the matter stuff actually um be, begins to get if it actually matters. Like, well yeah uh but you know if it's if it's adopted in any reasonable sense like I hope that yeah uh it has like debugging tools that isn't that HomeKit. I mean that's that's my primary frustration with HomeKit, right? Is it's very yeah. it's a very Apple product in that like when it doesn't work there's like <laughs> yeah. nothing you can do. <laughs> you just go grab your crystals and start rubbing them vigorously and yeah, hope like, it starts working someday. So I had a I had a weird thing where um someone requested a two-factor authentication token on my Apple ID at like two in the morning, you know, like some yeah. random ass time. Yeah. And what's cool is that like that whole um that whole process, like when, when that happens and it asks you if it's you, you say no. And it like just immediately walks you through like, okay, we're deauthenticating every device on your Apple ID. Wow. We're like, like here, set up a new password, all this stuff. Like yeah. it's very, yeah, very, yeah. very, very, uh, seamless, which I guess uh -huh. is not, not surprising. They're like, you know, keep your right. Apple ID, uh, secure. Um, but the, the problem with that was, so I, um, so we've got a, some generation of Apple TV on all of the TVs in our house, right? So I got mm -hmm. TV, office TV, living room TV, and that. sign you out of everything on every bedroom, and then another one. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's it signed me out of all those. Which you know, I, originally yeah. I was like, oh, I don't care. Like I, you know, I'll just log in next time. I, you know, we don't mm -hmm. use our bedroom TV hardly at all, and like that kind right. of stuff. You know, um, so I, I log back in on like my phone and my iPad and stuff, and like our main living room TV. And I was like, okay, cool, everything's good. But like my HomeKit stuff was just like totally fucking broken. Like, really? you know, I was I was logged in mm -hmm. and everything like appeared to be there, but it was just like unresponsive. You know, like when I would like click a button to turn a light on and off on the phone, mm -hmm. like it just it wouldn't do anything. It would just sit there mm -hmm. and fail. Yeah. Um and it was just like extremely frustrating because you know I like unpaired my phone from the house and like do all this other like crap that you know mm -hmm. there's, there's like no troubleshooting steps for it, it doesn't work right and yeah the the problem that I eventually found out was it was like using the Apple TV that we have like hooked up uh to the TV in like our guest room that I never ever would have used or even looked that at was like its home years. base or whatever that, that had that for whatever reason was assigned as like our home hub mm. even though uh you know every apple tv was on my apple id at some point you know and like Weird. never when you when you tried to turn on a light instead of giving you the the um you know the error like oh you're trying to connect to home kit hub and guest room like you know can't it doesn't kind of yeah it doesn't tell yeah. you anything it's just like oh it just doesn't work oh um, wow. And I only I was I was like, all right, well, I don't know. I guess it's just broken. I'll was there any indication later. on why it picked that Apple TV to become your no, hub or whatever? No, that was that was That's the other thing too. too. I was I was surprised by that because I knew that they used the Apple TVs as kind of like the home kit hubs, but I mm -hmm. figured it would just kind of handled it intelligently based on, you know, like what had the best signal or what was on at the time or huh. you know, like some kind of seamless handoff on those things, but I that does not appear to be how it works. And it's probably just like the order they appear in your iCloud profile. Or yeah, something. maybe I, I don't know. And like the, <laughs> something the only, super arbitrary. Yeah. The, the only reason I even like figured it out was because um, 
we we subscribe to that Walmart Plus crap um, yeah. to get deliveries, yeah. you know. And as part of that, you get uh, Paramount Plus, like the ad mm-hmm. the ad supported tier of Paramount Plus. And I was like, yeah. oh, all right, well, I'll add this to all the Apple TVs and log in my mm-hmm. account. And you know, yeah. I want to watch Paramount and cool. And so, and that amounted to me logging back into everything. And then mm. everything started working as soon as I fucking logged back in on like our guest room Apple TV, which I never would have. Well, that's an, the annoying thing about that too, is like Apple's usually pretty good about being like, oh, you're signed in on your phone. You're going to be signed in on your Mac too, because we know that's you or whatever, like handing off that sort of stuff. So it's sort of, in my mind should have been like, okay, you reconnected. Everything's good. We're going to like send that out to all your Apple devices to make sure you're all good. It's because I de-authenticated everything, but, but I, I feel like there should be. I don't know, like like different tiers of that, like de-authenticate yeah. everything that's like not on your home network, maybe like right or something. Yeah. I don't know. It was it was very confusing. And like, but but you know, again, you know, the problem comes down to like there is no like home kit log file I could look at right. that shows like yeah. a trying to connect to guest room Apple TV failed. Right. Yeah, yeah like yeah. over and over and over, right? Like it just it would have just signaled just to you right away. Work. Well and then uh, I've had similar issues with like random automation stuff that I've set up yeah. where it's just like sometimes it just like doesn't work and yeah. Who knows why? The annoying thing about Apple too is I feel like they have this weird. Um, they're like, well, why aren't you using that Apple TV? Like, that's your problem. You're not using yeah. your Apple product. You know what I mean? Like, you should be using that every day. Like, well, it, um, it, what made me, what I was wondering is like, okay, so imagine a scenario like where I, I, my Apple account got compromised. I click the, um, you know, reset password and deauthenticate everything that's that's out there. Yeah. Um, and then didn't use that Apple TV. I was like, oh, I'll just sell this on Facebook Marketplace for 50 bucks. Yeah. I, you know, who cares? <laughs> then like, yeah. like, then would I need to like re add every single HomeKit device to like a new hub or would know. there have been, yeah. I don't know. It's just like, and you know, maybe there was an easy solution to this, but it was like never, never provided to me. And like, yeah. and, and when you fucking search for this kind of shit, it's like, uh, it's like that X, uh, XKCD comic where it's like, You'll yeah. find some like Apple forum, Apple support forum person asking that has the exact same problem as you. Some but no answers. <laughs> or, or some support agent like like a totally unhelpful answer, like, oh, yeah. have you tried restarting your iPhone. Yeah, um, and right. then that whole thing's like eight years ago, you know? Yeah. 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 So I don't know. That's really frustrating. Well, I yeah, I'm not eager to jump into Apple's version of of home smart home stuff but i i have heard from other people that are like happy with it like i think it's like a lot of apple things it's like once you figure it out and once you know what you're doing and once you have everything hooked up properly it's fine yeah but um i just think it's so much easier to go with the other guys on that sort of stuff right now because amazon or google just kind of like their stuff just sort of works when it comes to that sort of stuff and it wants to connect yeah, and every exactly. time i buy a new ring thing it automatically connects to like my uh a word devices and stuff mm-hmm. like that and you know it all links up and it knows and it's nice and uh, well yeah it's... and like when you when you buy one of the amazon assistants like there's a checkbox of like hey do you want this thing yeah like, pre-set up and yeah. then you just plug it in and it just works it's it's extremely yeah. cool like i yeah a very good experience i do like that um, I just, what I, I just really hope that they don't just like randomly kill it. Like, give me the opportunity to like pay yeah. for this or like, right, you know, like include it with like Amazon Prime or, you know, something along <sighs> those lines, right? Like, yeah. Because I, 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 would, I would be, I'd be really bummed if it was just like, oh, we're, you know, we're, we're killing off this product line. Uh, you know, you have 90 mm-hmm. days and then all of your shit will no longer work. 
See, I don't, I can't imagine them doing that because it's such a household thing now, right? Like everybody knows what a word is. And so, um, they're not gonna, I feel like for them to just be like, well, it's losing us money, shut it down. But then again, that's like what a company like that would do. Yeah, it is how Google works. And so, um, that's why I was hoping, like, I feel like that's a, a, a service you need to have going forward to have just be part of your ecosystem. It's mm-hmm. going to have to be something that might lose you money, but you need it. Um, because what, what do you do otherwise? Like everything can be triggered by talking to, uh, an Amazon device, you know what I mean? So if yeah. you shut all that stuff down and it all stops working, like that's going to create a lot of friction with people that have that stuff. Yeah. I mean, it, um, it, it's all part and I don't know, it might come down to like just wacky accounting too, because like, if like for yeah. me, our, our various Amazon assistant devices around the house are extremely integrated with like our ring security system. Right. And we've yeah. paid, I mean, I'm probably like, I don't know, easily a thousand dollars or more into ring hardware. We pay for me the too. little <laughs> subscription service and stuff like that. Right. Right. And like, that has to be making them money. So like, I just wonder if like, if it's still a massive loss, if you kind of like, uh, instead of like having these very strict product segments, if you like took a step back and was like, okay, all the, let's look at the profit mm-hmm. margins of all the things that connect to Alexa in, yeah. the, in that ecosystem. Yeah. Like is, and then is that profitable? Is, if so, then it's probably nothing to worry about. Right. But yeah, I think if you're banking on just a word itself, making you money or uh, just by itself, mm-hmm. I don't think that that's going to ever happen. And I don't see how that can happen really. Um, but yeah, as part of the grand, grander scheme, I think it's um, probably, I mean, cause you need people to like, are very reliant on it, you know, yeah, so I mean, you need to loop in like uh, Amazon music and mm-hmm. audible and all these mm-hmm. other things that, are that you use these these things to access, you know, like Amazon yeah. Video, um, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Like, so I don't. Well, know. It'd be I, it'd be interesting to hear a similar report on like Google Assistant and how it does. Yeah. Um, because I don't think Google really expects it to make it money. I think they look at it as like a part of the broader, the broader plans. But, but again, like it would not surprise me at all if it was just like, oh, Google Assistant doesn't work anymore. Yeah, we shut down Google Assistant completely. Yeah. Um, just out of nowhere. Yeah, that's that's so scary. That I don't know if Amazon really has a history of doing shutting down anything really big like that. I'd be super floored if they should just shut down a word. Yeah. But um Google doing thing, that wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, although I don't know. I mean, it, the the other crazy thing that's happening right now is like all these these you know tech companies are kind of taking a beating and doing huge layoffs. Yeah. So like I wonder if yeah. like what would be an unprecedented move starts yeah. to make a little bit more sense. Maybe yeah, that's know. true too. And I, I hear something like, like that division is going to lose 10 billion this year. It's like, what the hell are you spending? Where's that money going? Yeah, like that I, has to just be the well, money hose has to be squirting all over this place. I, I mean, these, these, these products have to cost money. Right. I mean, like, like it's a perfect example. So I got, I got another uh, ring floodlight camera to put on the other corner of my house. The only place that mm-hmm. I don't really have a, a good camera angle. Mm-hmm. Um, that was, uh, so those are normally, I want to say normally 200 bucks on sale for Black Friday down to like 125 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And that includes a Alexa show five or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I said the, I said the word. Um, <laughs> and, and it's like that, that device has to have cost them, uh, I don't know, 30, 40, 50 bucks 
maybe i mean it's like yeah even like conservatively with the thing with the screen and all the components yeah screen like good speaker setup like good build quality like the camera all the guts in it that make it run like yeah i i I don't know like them just giving these things away for so long has always just i mean i have i have more of these devices than i even use because they'll just give them to you you know and it's just like I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like it's, I mean, the, the little dots make sense. It's just a little speaker. Mm-hmm. And so you can kind of understand that being like a throw in freebie to get you into the, it, it worked on me. Like I never yeah. would have bothered with it if they didn't come for free. And I started toying around with them and being like, this is actually awesome. Um, but yeah, the ones with the big screens and stuff, it's like, geez, it has to be at a loss. Right. But yeah. for what? Yeah. Like I... usually you sell at a loss to get somebody hooked into something and if you're getting them hooked into be like the A word ecosystem, that's not making you any money anyway. Like, what's the point? Yeah, um, and like you know, I, 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 it's it's an interesting problem for them to solve with that, right? Because like, I could see myself buying things through it if I had confidence that it would like order the correct thing. But but yeah. Amazon as a, um, Amazon as like a place to buy things has almost become. Uh, a little tricky with the amount of like yeah. resellers selling like junk on yeah. there, you know, totally because like, you know, if you so like imagine you're standing in your kitchen, you're like, uh, you know, a order me, you know, um, long grain rice we're almost out of rice. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I would want whatever like ships directly to your Amazon is the cheapest mm-hmm. sort of that. I mean, like if I search for it on my phone, like that's what I would look for. It's like, OK, what's yeah. like the reasonable quantity? Yeah. Uh, what's a good size, you know, like, like this kind of stuff and, and order yeah. that. And, but, you know, the problem is with like how many people are like gaming the uh, Amazon search algorithms yeah. and the uh, I, I, like taking advantage of like convenience shoppers, basically. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I just like, can't let it just kind of like order me whatever the thing it thinks right. it should buy is because like, yeah. I've I've noticed this um, with like pretty much everything they sell at Harbor Freight is mm-hmm. relisted on Amazon for twice as much money by like some Amazon mm-hmm. reseller, you know, with the seller account, like you know, best deals for you or something goofy yeah, like that, right. right? So like, yeah. So like, if you if you go to buy like a you know oil filter wrench or something like that, instead of going to Harbor Freight and paying five bucks for it, there's one yeah. on Amazon for twelve. Yeah. And you know, if you're just in a bind and want it in a couple of days and you know, like that doesn't seem like that much money and, you know, all that stuff, but that shit adds up if you keep yeah. kind of like buying the wrong one. Right. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. There's like a, there's like a cheapness scale where something that would be five bucks at the store and you don't realize it mm-hmm. seems like a deal for 10 on Amazon. Yeah. Like, right. Oh, cool. It's only 10 bucks. I need yeah, this thing. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, that's, that's really annoying. Like I've, I've made it a habit of like, if I need some like random tool or gizmo that I know mm-hmm. I'm only going to probably use once for this, like one specific problem that I have. Like I will always go to Harbor Freight first before I yeah try about it. Cause it's the same fucking bullshit that, that mm-hmm. they're selling. You know, maybe it has a different label on it, but it's the exact same right. thing. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I feel like that area of Amazon is a real mess with mm-hmm. all the different sellers and stuff and the well, drop shippers. And, and, and maybe this is how, like, I, if there was a way that I could set, uh, my Amazon stuff to only show like an- like things that are shipped and sold from Amazon, yeah. like authentic products and stuff. Like I would just turn off yeah. the third party stuff. Like yeah, wholesale, I, um, like, just disable it you know, entirely. Yeah, I uh, I have that problem where um, if you ever like browse Amazon for something, you have something in your cart, and then you don't buy it right away, and then later on 
you want to go buy that thing and it's like, oh, that one's gone. So we've replaced it with like the best option, the best, mm-hmm. the thing we think is the next best option or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And it's like not exactly what you want. Um, yeah, I like, feel like that, or it's like this one is similar, but it has a $30 shipping charge or something crazy like yeah. that, where it's like, I don't trust you to make those decisions for me enough to just yell at a speaker to buy me a thing, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. So and if I had that confidence, I probably, I'd probably use it a bunch, you know, thing. but yeah, for, um, for certain things, it would make a lot of sense where it's like, Oh, order me more toilet paper. I see, always need that every two months or whatever. Sure. You know? So like I could, I could see using something like this actually weirdly enough for like Walmart plus. So we, as I said, we, yeah. we subscribe to, they're doing some weird, like pre black Friday thing where it was like $50 mm. for the first year and it included Paramount plus. And I was like, okay, well, like that's if we, worth it right there. If we yeah. use this once and just like watch <laughs> some of the crap on Paramount that I wanted to catch up on, like Beavis and Butthead and stuff like, yeah. this is probably worthwhile. Right. And the way that like their stuff works, um, it's like majorly in your favor if they don't have something. So like, you know, if you, mm. you set up an order from the store mm. um, and like, uh, God, what was the, what was the thing that we, Oh, so Lindsay was like participating in like some uh, baby shower kind of thing. And like, we, mm. it was like huge Walmart plus order of like all this like crafting material that, mm. that she wanted and was like ordering like the, the very small quantities of things. Like she wanted like twine to tie up these like tags on whatever these mm-hmm. mosaic are making right so she just ordered like a two dollar you know a little like 50 foot thing of string and they were out of that and we got this like enormous fucking like box of it that you know like they <laughs> just like, gave up yeah and they, they honor they'll they'll uh do like a upgrade substitution for you yeah. on stuff they don't have it and like yeah. it's at all the times that we've used it where they've had a substitution it's been like oh damn like that worked out in our favor that's cool mm. and if that's how amazon stuff worked i'd probably do it you know yeah yeah well what are you gonna do with all that string i don't know just take whatever you want yeah pretty yeah. much yeah. <laughs> come on down to tennessee we'll, we'll hog tie you <laughs> but uh, uh well yeah, yeah that's um pretty crazy that story though about it losing all that money well, so have you been following the uh, Marvel Snap drama of the week? Oh, there's drama? No, I haven't. Well, I don't know if you would call this drama. So like, okay. um, you know, Marvel Snap seems to be, you know, one of the games that everyone seems to like right now because yeah. um, it's very, very generous for me. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if generous is the right word to put it. It's, it's very uh, free to playable. I guess yeah. like uh, whatever, however yeah. you'd want to inoffensively uh, free to play. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, like you genuinely do not need to spend money in this game. Like, you know, if you uh, don't buy the battle pass, you will eventually be able to get the battle pass content in a few months for free yeah. kind of thing. And yeah. that's like the extent of the like things that you kind of quote unquote ever like need to buy and everything else is just sort of like cosmetics and stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. So they have a pretty big update coming. Uh, sounds like inside the next couple of weeks or next mm. month, which I guess is in a couple of weeks. Um, <laughs> and uh, that update is going to add these things called collectors tokens. So mm. um, mm-hmm. they like the the way that getting cards in the game works is you sort of like as you level up, you just get the chance to get more cards, and if you play long enough, you'll just get everything mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. 
Ben Brode put out this big long video about how they're going to be adding new cards weekly, but the new cards mm -hmm. will be like extremely rare for, for you to be able to get. Mm -hmm. um, and so Marvel Snap went from a game where you could get everything in the game for free. Yeah. Uh, you just need to play for like three or four months yeah. to a game where it very likely is no longer possible for a free player to get everything. Yeah. And if you Which want is very reasonable. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, and if you want like the new cards as they're being released, uh, dorks on uh, YouTube have run the numbers and have figured out that you need to spend something like $520 a month to the, those are uh, yeah every single new thing like as it comes yeah. out yeah um which uh, people on reddit are not happy jared i'm sure i'm sure well i don't know i mean these things are always so weird because it's like would should you be able to get every physical magic card for free should you have the whole collection of every card ever you know, are there cards you'll never be able to get because they're so rare and unattainable? Yeah. Or are there cards you're gonna have to dump a bunch of money to get or or whatever? You know, like th this this is pretty much how other things in life work too. I feel like the honeymoon period can work against them for Marvel Snap because that first month or two was like everybody taught nonstop good things about this game. Yeah. The gameplay yeah. was good. They dole out a bunch of freebies for everybody. It's totally not pay to win, blah, blah, blah. But that's unsustainable, right? So they have to do something to make sure they're getting their money back, especially with how much they seem to be spending on advertising. Yeah, I'm um, I'm surprised. Like what what's kind of driving me nuts about Marvel Snap right now is like they're doing yeah. like all of these things and and building all these systems to get around just selling card packs and I know. like having this just be I like wonder I, I feel like this game has so much goodwill and is so popular that they could do that here a 99 cent card pack a five dollar card pack a ten dollar card pack and people would buy them in droves I, I mean I would buy them right yeah. because people at least understand what that is it's not like a convoluted battle pass or a gotcha thing or I mean I guess it is a gotcha thing but you know it's like a sort of like acceptable gotcha thing because yeah. people are used to card packs of random cards and if yeah, you get a great like, one cool and if you don't whatever but and and i i i don't know why they deviated from like the way that hearthstone worked right so like the yeah. way that um way that shit worked in hearthstone uh you bought card packs and then if you i remember if it was one or two cards whatever a place i think it's two cards if you had two copies of something or maybe it's just one and you could put i don't remember but mm -hmm. whatever it was like once you filled up like once you had that in your collection the mm -hmm. extras you basically could turn into a crafting material that you could then use um yeah. to to craft the cards that you wanted right and yeah. that came at a a value loss where i think it was like you had to disenchant like four rare cards to like craft one rare card but uh -huh. i don't know i thought it was fine like it Right. Was I didn't have a problem buying packs of cards. Uh you you know, just doing the daily quests, you got enough gold to buy a pack pretty much every single day. Um and you know, as you just kept playing, like you eventually just had enough of the uh currency to pretty much I mean within reason build yeah uh, fill out any deck you'd ever want. That that seemed fine yeah. to me. And I don't really I just don't understand like what was wrong with that system that they 
migrated away from it to do this kind of like wacky uh you know sort of like what feels like a design by committee of angry reddit weirdos that decided how this game should be monetized yeah yeah i don't know know how that one's gonna work out but yeah well maybe it's a a vocal minority of people that well, are so, playing so this game and after after the uh YouTube people figured out the numbers of what you would need to spend to be mm-hmm. on the the bleeding edge of having every mm-hmm. single new card as it comes out mm-hmm. uh I feel like we're probably a day away from online petitions and mm-hmm. you know that sort of stage of yeah of uh grief and anger <laughs> um, well um, I hope it doesn't sink know. the game I hope that they uh, yeah. are able to sort of like weather whatever sort of torment they get from actually trying to have a game that makes money and can keep existing. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just I, I I really like the game, but I just I just feel like they're inevitably going to hit a point where they're like losing arguments with their um with their you know publisher or whatever and are like okay guys we're we're redoing how monetization works in this game this is mm-hmm. like this is insane to be yeah. reinventing the wheel on this and we like we just like do not need to yeah um yeah. and then so th- you know, it'll be probably how it should have been and everyone will get super pissed and it'll make <laughs> way more money yeah. you know? right like, yeah um this is a good segue into um an email that we got a few weeks ago remember i kept t- forgetting to read emails yeah um let's uh oh that's a spam email let me get rid of that um so i'm going to launch into this email that somebody sent us that has to do with um this was this was like a month and a half ago Mm -hmm. um we were talking about um you know when wizards was coming out with like the thousand dollar like boxes of cards or whatever and um you know how crazy it is and you you were sort of a uh you know um guessing that they were like following along with like what baseball cards and other collectible card Mm -hmm. companies are doing because i guess i was not unaware of this but they do a lot of wacky stuff like send you a piece of jersey with the card mega mega premium products yeah Yeah. um so anyway related to that conversation that we had a while back um hacker alias ch fuji um sent us in a nice email here that says aloha tetracade crew i had to write in after you all discussed one too many non-mobile game things that are Mm. near and dear to my heart the magic 30th reprints are absolutely ridiculous and are essentially the real world equivalent of whale bait since they're pretty much just quote-unquote official proxies um also the thing that a lot of folks have pointed out that makes these quote-unquote reprints even sillier is that wizards of the coast previously made a collector's edition of all the same cards in a single box for a, a retail price of $49.99 back in 1993. And uh, gives us a link to uh, to uh, that little thing there. Um, baseball cards, autographs, and relics, which is what they call the pieces of player jerseys or other non-autograph memorabilia you can stick mm. on a card, are very much the standard for modern sports cards. But if you want to see how wacky things can get, you should look up Topps, Allen, and Ginter cards. Uh, while most of their releases include baseball cards, they also toss in a bunch of non-baseball subjects ranging from celebrities to legendary cryptids and more. I recently got my wife a relic card for Bravo talk show host Andy Cohen, which included a little square of 
a shirt of his and he actually includes a picture of the card with the little square that says subject used memorabilia and it's a little square of black shirt <laughs> um but uh yeah i feel like i've seen someone open it so i didn't know what these were called but um yeah i alan and ginter <laughs> i was i was watching that uh so ginter, there's, I don't know. there's an app called loop l-o-u-p-e uh-huh. That uh-huh. uh, the the guy that was behind Mob Crush did that. It's like a, a sports oh. car. It's like a streaming thing where they um, open card packs. And yeah, they, and they they do it kind of cleverly in that like uh-huh. um, a pack of a pack of these like you know I don't know how much these cost specifically, but like some of these packs will be like a couple hundred bucks, right? And they'll have like yeah. so say the pack is five hundred dollars and it has you know ten cards in it. They'll sell uh, slots for fifty bucks, and <laughs> then. And then they do kind of like a randomizer thing where they put yeah. uh, all 10 people in order. And, and that's the pick order that you get of the things that get opened. Right. So it was like, holy moly. It was like, so they, they take, so they sell. This doesn't these, seem like it should be legal. Oh, is it, I, I don't, it's, it's actually pretty cool to watch. It's someone that just, yeah. like, you know, would never spend my own money on this, but would totally, right. it's, it's interesting watching other people do it. Right. So they'll, they'll sit around, they, they'll collect money for all 10 cards in the pack. They use like hmm. you know randomize.org or whatever the yeah. you know, the, the random number generator thing is. Put e- put everyone in pick order list. Open the pack, and then they ask the first person, "Okay, what card do you want?" The second person, "What yeah. card do you want?" Third person, "What card do you want?" And no yeah, it was way. like it was like random ass bullshit. Like it was like uh, an autograph of like Tom Arnold or something like that was in one of it. It was just like all these weird things that I was like, what in the fuck is going on here? I just, I I don't know who Andy Cohen is, uh, but like, I know what Bravo is and he's a, a TV host of some show on Bravo. That just seems so random to want to have like a card of that person like a sports style card but um it's also kind of hilarious like there's some i'm sure i would see and be like yeah i want that like (laughs) with the oprah winfrey you know rookie card or whatever um but anyway so uh he goes on to say that um they even go a step further with gimmick cards called rip cards that are low print runs themselves that potentially have an even lower print uh run mini card inside of them but the only way to find out is by literally ripping the larger card open. Um, and he provides <laughs> wow. a couple examples. He provides a couple examples of these, which um, you would rip open. I, I'm guessing. I don't know if you rip open the Mark McGuire to get to the Ricky Henderson or the other way around. But you you rip one open to get to. Uh, oh yeah, so you rip open um, Ricky Henderson. Yeah, I'm looking inside at this stuff could on... be Mark McGuire, um, which seems insane to me that like. You would spend all this money on this already limited rare thing just to destroy it in the hopes of you get an even more limit. Like that is preying on some crazy psychological stuff that yeah, I don't so, want to think so about. If you, if you go on eBay and you search for Alan and Ginter Relic, there's uh-huh. like all kinds of wacky shit. Like there's a no way. Alice. I Cooper, wish I didn't know this because this is the like, kind of thing I would spend so much money on. <laughs> an Alice Cooper card with a piece of his black shirt. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I I don't want to know about this because I'll find some weird ones and, and just spend a lot of money on it. But anyway, um, the rip card I find to be crazy to me because that's like, um, oh, well, there's these priceless Faberge eggs, but inside one of them is an even more priceless egg. So you're going to have to bust it open into them and destroy them oh, wow. in hopes of getting it or not. Um and so it closes things out. Yeah. Wow. Unripped. So an unripped card sells for like 80 bucks. 
No way. On eBay. Huh. But the, so what sucks about that too is like, okay, I really liked the unripped card. I wanted this, but now it's like, how do you not rip that open? Right. You want to well, know what's inside. And I what's guess you wild, could probably get weird with a razor blade or something, but what's wild is like some of the actual like internal ripped cards sell for like way less than the, the unripped no cards. Way. I guess that's the, so the can you imagine the... spending like, like 80 bucks or whatever on like a unripped card, ripping it open and being like, Oh cool. I got a fucking like Cal Cal Ripken. That's worth five bucks or whatever. <laughs> uh, Lastly, I can't say why, but based on some of the things Eli was getting really excited about watching, I recommend folks go listen to this story titled C'est la vie from a recent episode of the Moth Radio Hour. Have you ever oh. heard of that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've seen we've seen the Moth in person in Chicago. It's cool. Oh, really? Yeah. Um Okay, so I I'll put a link to that in the show notes if anybody wants to go check out this uh podcast. So Yeah, the the um, Moth is a really 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 great podcast because it's like um hmm. the well so going to the show kind of kind of broke the illusion for me because like the way that mm -hmm. the way that the podcast is kind of pitched is it's like hey we just do these events and you throw people throw their name in a hat and we we pull four names and they come up and they just tell a story and it can be yeah. like like anything about you know whatever um and i always i always was like when you listen to the podcast like wow it's really weird that like all of these stories are like very cohesive and like mm -hmm. seemingly rehearsed and everything else. Mm -hmm. Like it, it seems like they can't possibly just see like pulling these out of a hat because like, yeah. because the one that we went to was just like hosted in a bar. Right. So like, yeah. I don't know. I just, I feel like if you were genuinely doing that, you would get like one really good story and like three stories of people being like, uh, yeah. So then, uh, what happened next? Oh shit. Yeah, uh, right, right. you know, just like how right. normal people tell a story. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. but, but it seems like there's, there's the hat that everyone could throw their name into. And then there's the hat that they actually pull from, which will be like yeah. the people that are supposed to be telling their story there. Right. Time, right. Yeah. But it's a, it's a, it's a wild podcast because like the, the themes of the stories will just be like, I mean, like, totally totally just like polar opposites sometimes where it's like the first story will be like the funniest thing you've ever heard of or it was yeah. just like you are like laughing your ass off the whole time about like some just like <laughs> truly insane situation of like mixed up identities and you know like weird stuff like that and then it'll be mm -hmm. just like segue into the next story of like oh let me tell you about like the final five minutes of my dad's life as he died from cancer or whatever it's like it's like <laughs> wow, the whiplash yeah. you get is just like <laughs> unbelievable as like as you're like uh, like drying your eyes from oh, how funny geez. that was to yeah. like oh uh okay yeah let's uh let's hear about <laughs> someone describing in detail like the family member dying or something like wow. that now like obliterated yeah. their life and all this stuff so well it does uh, sound awesome it's I, it's uh, a very very good podcast Hi highly thanks. recommended um Okay, so Chad uh, closes out. Oh, I hope I'm not doxing you. I didn't use the hacker alias, but this uh, Chad says. Lastly, I can't say why, but oh, uh, anyway, love the show as always, even when you all sidetrack. Plus, it's great to hear Mikhail showing up too. Mahalo, Chad, hacker alias, CH Fuji. P.S. Maybe you all should get the theme song re-recorded to say Eli, Jared, and Mikhail most of the time. <laughs> yeah, it's um, like, a sh like a shitty edit like Poochie on The Simpsons. Yeah, yeah. I like that idea, actually. Um, yeah, I've thought about that for a while because it's been like seven years since Mike Mead has been on the show or something like that. Um, I'm pretty sure it was when we started our Patreon, like 2015 or something like that. Yeah, so probably um, been a while. But uh 
Yeah, I uh we should reach out. That was Sweet Dis was on our forums who recorded that for us. Yeah, um, he he wrote for us for a while too before. Dude, uh, he is like a t- the so talented. Like mm-hmm. our theme song is really really good and it's just like one dude that just came up with that like out of nowhere and just sent it to us. Like no big deal. Like we didn't yeah. like commission it or anything like that. He was just like, "Hey, where'd you guys a theme song?" And it's like, "Oh my god, this is so good." Um yeah, he has like a band and all that stuff. Uh, I can't remember specifically. Sweet Dis and the somethings. But anyway, um, um have we should you... reach out to him to see if he could do a new one hmm. yeah have you have you fiddled with uh rec fest at all i think that's like the big game of the week or did that this come out oh, last week i don't remember that was la- uh last week i think but yes i have played rec fest and um man it's so rad but i'm like stuck on do i want to keep playing on my phone or do i want to get it on steam deck mm-hmm. and it's like on sale right now so yeah, so if you haven't played this game, it's uh, it's probably the uh, best modern version of like those old classic destruction derby games on totally. PlayStation and stuff. Um, did they? Uh, have you seen any kind of like official response with regards to kind of like the graphical settings of this game at all? Because that, mean? well, that seems to be like the one complaint that I've seen is um. You know, you can play it on like a brand new iPad Pro, which is like faster than mm-hmm. you know a lot of like like consoles and stuff like that. But it uh, across the um, across the mobile devices, like it seems like the visual settings are just like set very low by default, and it you can't change yeah. them up to like where they oh, probably should be. <clears throat> so I have a 14 Pro Max, and um, I downloaded this game, and I was playing it for a while on default, whatever it was, and it looks fine. Um, but then I went into the settings and was like, oh, there is a couple notches higher. You can go with visuals. Oh, is there? Okay. It was set to 30 and I put it to 60 and you can actually put it to, um, uncapped, but, Mm -hmm. uh, the, the, the visual stuff, (coughs) I didn't notice huge differences. It's things like shadows and stuff like that, that yeah um, it's super noticeable but the, the frame rate bump was like oh god i will never go back now that i'm playing yeah. it in 60 frames so well the, it's it's one of these things where it's like not noticeable if you're not looking at them side by side i don't remember where i yeah. saw it if it was like on twitter or somewhere else but like someone did a few different side by side screenshots and it's it's basically yeah. like oh there's no bushes in the mobile version and like you know uh, stuff like yeah. that that you you never when you're playing it, you'd never point out like, oh, weird, right. the grass isn't tall. You know, it's like, yeah. but when you're looking at them side <laughs> by side, it's like, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. All that stuff is missing here. Yeah. So the crazy thing about Wreckfest is like, um, it's kind of like Vampire Survivors where people are like, this is just some 8-bit whatever game. Like, why can't this run on like a potato? Yeah. But it's like, okay, well, when you get like 10,000 enemies all moving independently and all with their own collision system and blah, blah, blah. You know, like it, it'll bring like a, a decent gaming rig to a, a crawl um, just because of all the stuff it's trying to do. Like yeah. Wreckfest is really similar in a lot of ways because it's like has a really crazy damage uh, modeling system and like crazy particles and stuff like that. And so it actually uses like a, a soft body physics system on the cars so that when you like wreck into another car, it actually damages that specific portion of the car and it sends like debris flying everywhere and stuff like that. But then it has to, um, it, it'll like affect how your car performs and stuff too, based on where it gets hit. And yeah. so it's a really intricate system of like, of just the damage modeling. And so when you look at it, you're just like, yeah, it's a nice looking racer, but there's a lot of Forza looks amazing. You know, um, what's this doing that's so special? Well, I think the answer is that it's doing all that damage modeling and that like is computationally heavy. 
Um, and so that's, I think the thing that people are like, I don't understand why this game is struggling. It just seems like a racer to me, but also it's like trying to throw out a thousand particles of debris and, and stuff like that and sparks and things and dirt. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah. Fair enough. So it's like trying to do a lot that's taxing. That's maybe not immediately apparent, but, um, I will say like, this is, it's so hard to go back to just racing a normal racing game with either no damage or just like very canned looking damage. Um, after you play a lot of rec fest, cause you're just like, you get so used to how things like crunch and it's very satisfying just watching how wrecked your car will get by the end. And you can go in and actually adjust like, um, very realistic damage or, you know, uh, extreme or like not as severe or whatever. You can like adjust how it works too. So that if you actually really do slam into a wall, your car might not just work after that because in real life it probably wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's cool that you can actually go and adjust all of those things. Um, but yeah, I I the game itself I really like because um it's a good mix of like it's a really good mix of like different events. So it's like, hey, here's a, a racing, you're racing against some other people. It's also destruction derby, so feel free to just slam into each other on the way and run dudes off the track and whatever. Um, and it's, it's, it's like a typical racing game, but then it's, here's the destruction derby mode where you're, you're playing an actual destruction derby and last car standing wins and you know, this, that, and the other thing. Um, and then another thing I want to mention about the damage, which I think I wrote about in our game of the week thing was that it's not limited to just the cars. Like it's like pretty much fully destructible environments mm -hmm. too. It's cool. And that really caught me off guard at first. Cause I was like, Oh, I'm going to, you know, run into this fence and just kind of take my turn faster than I should be able to. And it, you go through the fence <laughs> and there's fence debris flying everywhere and bushes and trees and stuff. So it's like kind of crazy when you think about how much is going on in the game. But that, I think, adds a really big element to like the racing that you can actually go off track and go through barriers and hit a giant wall of tires and send tires flying everywhere and stuff like it's just it's really cool. It's yeah, hard so to go back to a normal racer after that. Looking looking at the app store reviews, I'm I'm a little surprised that there's not people complaining about like all the DLC in the game. Like it seems yeah. like all of the negative reviews it looks like it launched with a pretty nasty crash bug. And yeah, it, like it did. Like the first 24 or 48 hours, it was there a, a lot of different devices were not even loading the game. Yeah. Um, but they did fix it really fast. But yeah, yeah. Th these one star reviews for this kind of stuff are just like so insufferable. It's like, yeah, paid ten dollars for this and developers just stole my money. Game doesn't even load. It's oh, like, well, oh, my God. clearly, if it doesn't load, they're going to fix it. Like, just right. fuck down. Uh, yeah, the, it is a it's a ten dollar game with DLC. The DLC is um, it's like lots extra of cars, cosmetic stuff. stuff. Yeah. It's extra cars and extra cosmetic things. And then um it's kind of expensive. You can though. actually like the, the packs are like 10 bucks too, right? Like yeah. So one's 10 and one's I think eight. So I think if you were all in on this game and you wanted everything, it's 28 bucks. But um, which is I don't know, comparable to other platforms, I guess. Although I think it's on sale for like eleven dollars on Steam or something. But um the thing that makes it look daunting is that they they sell the packs. And then they sell everything individually too. So if you really just wanted the muscle car pack, you could buy that by itself for, I don't know, a few bucks or something yes, like that. 12, 12 bucks on Steam right now. Oh, okay. But then and that's not the DLC those is, two DLCs. Yeah. No, those are also all 50% off. So, oh, sweet. So you could probably get everything on Steam for around 20 bucks, I think. Yeah. Like 22 that, but... 33 for the whole enchilada, all the season. See, I'm really, I'm really tempted to just get it. I don't know what, I don't know which one I want to keep playing on. Yeah. Um, 
I guess it depends anyway. if you care about the multiplayer. I imagine there might be more people playing on PC multiplayer. Maybe I don't know. Uh oh, that's that's actually there's only local multiplayer on the mobile version. Oh, right okay. So if you did care yeah. about if that was a big thing to you, um, it does not have online. They say yet. I think they want to add it, but it doesn't have it right now. So <clears throat> I'll probably end up getting it on Steam because I just love playing things on the Steam Deck. But anyway, super good game. I think the mobile version is really good. Yeah. Um, cool to have in your pocket too if you want to just bust it out and, and race but um, uh anywho um i was going to we had one other email i was going to get to real quick and then sure. this is actually Good. a uh i should have this is a quickie but i should have got uh, to this when it was more relevant when we were talking about marvel snap um so ben writes in and says Marvel Snap suggestion. Have you guys tried the deck where you play Sunspot as your only card until turn six, where you drop Infinite for the win on another stage? I saw it on Reddit, and I have a 90% win rate with it. Uh, I have not tried that, but um, it seems kind of inevitable that there's going to be... Well, there's there's counterplay for that. Game. Like There's a card yeah. called Killmonger that just kills... Um, there's there's two ways to deal with that. So it's a fragile combo, but it, it would work. Yeah. I I I kind of churned out of Marvel Snap in oh, the last few weeks. I'm still, so, I'm still playing know. it. <laughs> I will want to play it. Um, I just haven't really been playing anything. I haven't even turned my Steam Deck on in a few weeks. I feel like when you ha you can't play something like a Steam Deck that you can literally play anywhere, mm -hmm. that means you just don't have yeah, time. You got, you got problems. Um, yeah, I'm yeah, big or, into or, uh, Warzone Two came out, so that's occupying 100 percent of my free time. Yeah, yeah, very good. Yeah, yeah, our um our kids are going through some crazy sleep problems so it's like every night it's like go to bed at 11 get woke up at midnight go to bed at two after they finally fall back asleep get woke up at four fall back asleep until seven when everyone's up and it's like that's my night for the last three weeks or something nice. like that it's like it's really crazy like my cousin always jokes he's like there's a reason they use sleep deprivation as a form of torture. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, it feels like that sometimes when you just do not. I'm I don't even remember what a good night's sleep feels like. So um so anyway, I don't know, like uh free time to do things like enjoy video games has been few and far between lately. But hopefully yeah. we'll get back in our house sooner or later. We it's we've we passed the one year mark of them starting construction. It was November. Uh. 16th or 17th i think so um Yikes. it's been over a year Yikes. pretty tough i think if you had told me a year ago it was going to take a year i'd have been like no thank you we'll keep our house just fix the hole where the car hit us and uh yeah. be on your way we'll, call and it we'll do all this stuff some other time but um, um well before we wrap up we should uh hit on the the twitter drama of the last two weeks that yeah um, all, how we need elon, a whole other hour elon musk that. just uh as main character of earth continuing to just do stupider and stupider things let's just unban all the most awful people that we've banned over the years it's so stupid it, yeah. you know what really drives me nuts about it is how many people buy into it of like the, well, yeah man that's the way it should be i should be able to tell people that uh they don't deserve to live and stuff i mean like what uh the funny part to me is like reading the the responses to his stuff like the only people that are into it are like the biggest shitheads imaginable oh the worst humans on the planet you know it's like or, it's all without people a doubt. with like like nft avatars and yeah. or like yeah. I don't know. It's just it's just really funny how it's like if you want to see like the dregs of the internet, yeah. 
you just yeah. have to like look for people like positively responding to like the crap that he's doing yeah. yeah it's nuts um i really 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 i feel bad saying this but at this point like i hope the whole thing collapses and yeah. just implodes on itself because i want no validation for anybody that they what they're doing is good in any way right yeah. Yeah. um but the the bright side of all this is that um there have been some alternatives pop up and uh i think you're on hive now yeah i, really like, social. Hive. I like hive i haven't a lot. used it i haven't used it for anything but i've like i only follow i think i follow you and sean and that's it but like um i like it's cool the it's app. like uh like the way it works is really good yeah it's like i would describe it as kind of like straddling the fence between like tick or uh between twitter and instagram yeah which is pretty, yeah, totally pretty cool is. like it's a good it's kind of middle ground for me because like what yeah. i what i liked what i you know why, why i'm way more active on instagram than i'm on twitter is because like instagram the vibe of instagram other than the insane amount of ads i see is very much like yeah. hey check out this cool thing that i did or, or yeah. look at look at this neat place that we're at and stuff yeah, and not right. like here's some awful political take that is gonna yeah. make you mad yeah, I, I've already, I mean, I was always kind of up and down with Twitter where I'd be like, I'm really t- tweeting a lot. And then sometimes I'd be like, I don't even want to open this for weeks. But yeah. like, um, yeah, with Instagram, it was always, I think the thing that turned me off to Instagram was that, um, well, A, the whole like timeline out of order stuff really was a turn off when they flipped that on. But then um, the the rise of reels has really bothered me where I'm yeah. like, um, dude, I, I, mean, I loved when it was photos mm-hmm. only. And I almost wish it was like, here's your photo timeline. Here's your video timeline. Cause I like the video stuff sometimes if I'm in the mood for it, but sometimes I just want to see the photos. I mean, they're posting the crazy part is like, I would probably pay a monthly subscription for like them to make Instagram how it used to be, Yeah, you know, or it was just like (laughs) your friend's photos in chronological (laughs) order like that. Like a wild classic situation where it's like. Here's Instagram 20, circa 2013. Because like what's, when, what's uh, it was just your friends posting pictures of their dinner. And what, what's so dumb about the real stuff is like those are all just like repurposed TikToks, you know. And it's like if I wanted to, yeah. if I wanted to watch this content, like I would just love TikTok, right. where it's, yeah. it's served in a way better format, and yeah. you know, it's what I'm actively looking for, and not yeah, right. Because yeah, it's like I'll see like one photo from a friend of mine, then like a reel from someone I've never heard of before. Yeah and yeah. add a, a post that an ad disguises a post yeah another yeah. reel from someone a i've never heard of ads. before yeah uh and then like another post maybe you know and it's just yeah. like the content that i'm looking for i, I feel like is less than 50 percent of the content that i actually see on the app which yeah. is i don't know i feel real. the same and i feel i get uh the reels cause you to get kind of more zombied into it right where it's like yeah. before it was like okay, I got all caught up. I saw all of my timeline and I'm good on Instagram for now. And now it's sort of like, well, it keeps suggesting these reels to me and sometimes they're interesting. So I'm going to keep scrolling through here. And then before you know it, you're sort of like sucked in. But yeah, I, I like the reels because there's a lot of skateboarding stuff on Instagram. Like that's um, cool to see that. And like, that's, you'd rather see video of skateboarding than photos in, in a lot of ways. So like, um i'll find myself i follow tons of like skating stuff on instagram and i like those reels but like i don't like it mixed in with like my friends posts of like regular photos of stuff it doesn't feel that's why i wish it was sort of a separate thing and then the other thing is like whatever algorithm they're using to suggest things it's like 
hey, I noticed you liked this skateboarding clip. Here's like the worst skateboarding bails ever. And like yeah. people breaking their arms yeah, and shit. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, I don't want to No, I don't want yeah. this at all. Like, why did you think I want that? Or like, why do you think I want like mountain biking now? Just because it's extreme, like skating, like, yeah, like yeah. very specifically just want to watch skating. Um, so I don't know. The, there's some annoyances, but I do. I would totally pay for a, a, a 10 years ago Instagram yeah. Instagram um, classic. Let's do it. Instagram classic. But but Let's that's what's good about it. like so hive the way the hive works is is just a chronological feed. Yeah. And there are ads in it, but they're kind of like inline, kind of like Google ad kind of stuff, which I don't really mind. I, again, I need I to take for, some time. I would pay for no ads, no problem. You know? Oh yeah. Um, I need to take some time to like start following it and posting some things on there. But um in general, I love the idea of it because it's very much um photo forward kind of like how Instagram was but um also not just like Instagram was sort of like here's a photo with like a very brief caption or something like mm -hmm. that it's sort of like here's a photo and here's like a however long you can post on there about it you know it's it's like you said it feels yeah, like it's Twitter like, blended it's like, with Instagram it's like medium medium format I guess or it's yeah. not like real short like caption mm -hmm. but it's not like oh here's a full Tumblr post length thing yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I, I really like. I mean, I don't... Um, I It sucks, though, because Mastodon seems to be the one that's really being most um, adopted by people that I was following on Twitter, um, which is fine. I did get, like, logged back into all the Mastodon stuff or whatever, but I still don't, like, enjoy using it. I feel like uh, Hive is something you would enjoy using. Well, um, the, the, the reason I think that Hive has potential to, you know, quote-unquote, like, win on this is, like, yeah. you download the app, you log in with your login with Apple, and then you choose a username, and you're done. Right. You don't have to be yeah. like, oh, well, what Mastodon what server, server do I, I want to be on? Yeah, and, like, it gets all a little confusing. Other, other stuff. Like, yeah. But so I've been kind of... Um, talking to my friends about uh what like so so mastodon to me has like a, a user experience problem and that's i and yeah. i feel like this is very common in the world of like open source software where it's like designed by an engineer that built something extremely yeah. cool but yeah. they are not graphic designers they're not they're not interface designers and everything yeah. else and and that's <laughs> yeah. why you know like you have um what is the like gimp the open source um Mm -hmm. uh, Photoshop alternative can do yeah. crazy shit, but the menus look like something out of like yeah. 1992, and that's you know <laughs> the exact same yeah. situation. And um, it it had me wondering like, okay, so all these Twitter people are getting you know allegedly getting three months of severance, right? What if right. those people commit to like, okay, we're going to spend 45 days like doing like nonstop commits to Mastodon, mm -hmm. and then we're going to go look for another job, like. Yeah. Imagine like the light years of advancements that yeah. Mastodon could have with the talent of those Twitter people that like true. know how to do all those things that Mastodon right. is like really lacking Struggling right with. now, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, um, I, I, I used to feel that way about Twitter, right? Like I feel like in the earlier days and especially, I think everyone forgets that they doubled the, the, um, word count or the letter count too yeah. because it was 140 right yeah for so of a text message yeah, it was a lot um it was a lot different in those days but i remember first joining twitter and sort of being like i don't know how to at somebody or you know all that stuff or reading through other people's conversations felt awkward and i didn't really wasn't really sure what i was doing like it definitely was a learning curve with twitter itself and so I actually, for a long time, was like, I don't think Twitter will become mainstream because of that. It won't become Facebook mm -hmm. or whatever. And like, 
it proved me wrong and did become mainstream and really in the last like four or five years, I would say, but like it, um, people learn how to use it. And part of that was Twitter refocusing to like be more approachable. But, um, part of that was, I think people just learned how to do it because it was becoming the popular thing that everyone was on. And so you took the time to learn how to do it. Yeah. yeah. I don't see that happening with Mastodon really, but I guess, I, I mean, I guess Twitter it, it depends it. how much like Elon continues to fuck up Twitter, right? I mean, because yeah. like it's uh, it kind of feels like what what's happening right now is he's like um, he's like the the city guy in Ghostbusters just turning off the containment system, yeah. you know? And <laughs> then such a good analogy. and then it's like surprised by the results <laughs> of that, right? So yeah, um, I don't know. I I I think it'll be decided by like um. I don't know. I, I, I don't know what'll happen with all this stuff. Well, you know? the the thing for me is like, I've seen a lot of people that seem to know what they're talking about say like, there's no way from a technical standpoint that Twitter is going to last, that something's going right. to break and there's not the people that are there to fix it. It's going to run afoul of some laws in some part of the world that's going to get it into a lot of hot water. Like there, there's, there's all these things that are going to happen eventually. And so far, it doesn't seem like that's the case. And so... I feel like maybe the service itself continues to not break and continues to work, but it's going to be a shithole of a place more yeah. so than it was because it's going to be only shitheads. Right. Yeah. So yeah. like, I don't want to be on it, even if it does keep working, I just don't want anything to do with Twitter right now. At and all. I, I, like it's yeah, 100% and I, opposite of something I want. And I, and I think that, you know, Elon is probably right. And that the usage numbers are probably up, but I think it's, it, it's up because it's like a lot of people like rubbernecking out a car accident, yeah. you know, not because it's like, Oh, this is such a great platform. It's like, Oh, what yeah. dumb shit did the richest guy right. on the, on earth yeah. do today? You know, no, I, I, I agree with that too. So I don't know what there's still a lot of dust to settle on this whole thing. It's mm -hmm. still early and it could be months or years before something big breaks that brings down the whole ship or, you know, whatever. But I feel like sooner rather than later, especially with the, the sort of like moves that he's making, it's like, um, it's not a place I want to be anymore. So I'm good with just, yeah. Peace and out. Well, but it does suck to try and migrate somewhere new. Yeah. Um, after kind of cultivating, a Twitter, you know, that I follow the people that I've met over the years at conferences and stuff like that. Right. And like, it's, it's really hard to transfer that to some new platform, but I, I completely agree. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't know, but at the same time, it's like, I don't know. Do I really need this at all? Probably not. So like, probably not. I, yeah. I am enjoying hive right now. And if I stop enjoying it, I'll stop using it. And it's, yeah. that's yeah. pretty much where I'm at, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I do think yeah. I, I, I said something on, on Twitter about the few days. I do think it's very funny how they're, the people that seem to be the most invested in shitting on the Twitter alternatives are like the, basically the people that are Twitter famous for no reason. Yeah. Like, have you right. noticed that? Yeah. Like, it should be like uh, weirdos that are verified that probably shouldn't or people that like had something weird go viral and have a big following are like, yeah. Oh, I can't believe you guys are all going to hive. Hive sucks. It's, it's only made by two people. It's a scam. It's right. a, you know, security nightmare, all this stuff. And it's just like, yeah. just, just tell people you're scared that you're losing like the one thing that made you relevant and yeah, right. probably appreciate the yeah. honesty. <laughs> That's true. I, I remember like, um, I, so Twitter for me was like, uh, not a professional tool and then it was right. And so, mm -hmm. um, you sort of skew that in the back of your mind. You're like, I'm not just going to shit post all day and, you know, say whatever it's, this is sort of like connected to what I do for work. Um, and so, 
I remember in those earlier days though, like I'm sure the majority of my followers on Twitter were people through Tetracade, right? Like mm-hmm. wanted to follow someone that's from Tetracade or whatever, not like me personally being so interesting that they're following me. And um, I remember though, in those early days of Twitter, before I like kind of got actually into using it more for like work and stuff, um, it was like way more fun until you got to like, <laughs> kind of like over a hundred followers started to get bad. Cause mm-hmm. it was like, you, you, sometimes you wanted to say something and then not have a bunch of people replying to you yeah, and then yeah, you'd feel yeah. like kind of a dick to not reply back but then also you'd be like this guy's reply was like idiotic and i don't want to deal with it yeah and yeah. then it's like the more your followers grew it's that problem got worse right um to the point of where you just be like sometimes i'm just going to straight up ignore somebody because they're so the reply is so stupid i'm sorry but um so i look at something like hive and i'm like okay if i can like keep it in that hundred follower sweet spot and maybe hundred of people i'm following like that was the most fun Twitter to me was those earlier times when oh, the yeah, follower yeah. and following counts weren't too high. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, no, we'll I mean see. that that that's that was always kind of like the weird thing to me about Twitter is like, um, you know, from the early days of Touch Arcade and when Twitter like was really starting to explode in popularity, like I snowballed like a ton of followers somehow, but like mm-hmm. I you know, have a few thousand people following me and like I regularly would talk to. 25 yeah maybe the same little tiny circle of people yeah yeah so it's just kind of i don't know it's a very odd situation yeah well hopefully this this whole thing is just going to be a good experience of starting over reminding yourself why you even cared about a social media platform in the first place yeah um you know who knows but uh, yeah i do know that i do not want to be on twitter anymore it's doom and gloom it's terrible everything it puts me in a bad mood so why open it right yeah uh, no i mean that's where i'm at i don't even really look at it anymore yeah yeah i mean the only time i look <laughs> right. at it is like when someone sends me a link to a tweet and it loads the app and i'll look at that and then yeah. glance at it yeah <laughs> hopefully not glance at the trending topics and get sucked no. into that no um, I, I don't do that all right well let's wrap things up on this wonderful black friday uh i'm getting amazon alerts that probably means i need to buy something oh yeah <laughs> barefoot water shoes that i had on my uh my shopping list are on sale so um, you know what i find to be amazing to me about amazon those is there is not a company on earth i mean i've been buying most of my shit from amazon for 20 years now you know like i've always really appreciated the uh convenience of amazon amazon just in general right sure 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 so there is there is no company on earth that has more consumer data on my purchasing habits yeah, right. Their you recommendations <laughs> are absolutely fucking ridiculous. Like, yeah. Like, let me uh, just uh, before we close things out. So, Black Black Friday, <laughs> Amazon with twenty years of my browsing and purchasing history. Let's see what yeah. it has recommended for me on the front page. Uh, a ninety dollars soda stream, a sure. toilet seat that's fifty percent off. I mean, you like toilets, some kind of. Oh, a cereal dispenser. Oh, yeah. Um, In case you ever want to open a hotel lobby. A uh, outlet with two USB ports on it. Yes. A uh, curling iron. <laughs> a curling and, iron. Uh, a, a Wi-Fi router thing. Yeah, I think that's the annoying thing to me about um, Amazon's recommendations 
is that yeah recommended deals rollerblades oh hell yeah i want some rollerblades <laughs> but like um i mean it's it like uses you, things it's like they know what i buy yeah, <laughs> rollerblades i do need a new pair um they look at the things that you browse or or what gets me is like the things that you need to buy just once and then it's like here's more oh. of those things yeah, where yeah, it's yeah. like okay like i bought my um my exterior lights for my house on amazon and they're like led they're really nice oh, they were yeah you know reasonably priced but now it's like every time i open the app it's like here's some exterior lights for your house and i'm like That's, no yeah yeah so i, I just, just need those ones and i'm probably good forever i bought <laughs> like, a new like smart keypad deadbolt and yeah as i scroll down it's like hey here's all these other smart deadbolts do you need another one it's like no i just fucking no you just need that one i just uh yeah i'm good i'm good on that yeah. That's the annoying thing about the recommendation. But I'll, every once in a while, too, though, it'll recommend something. And I'm like, yeah, you nailed it. You nailed it, Amazon. I do want this stupid thing that I don't need. But um, like boot-shaped leg massagers with air compression, half there off. You there you go. Yeah, How can I you live that. without that? I don't know. Um, anyway, yeah. Happy Black Friday. <laughs> happy uh, Thanksgiving, post-Thanksgiving to anybody that was doing Thanksgiving. Uh, I didn't. We didn't even talk about what we did for Thanksgiving, which is... Uh, uh, who played Call cares? of Duty and slept. That's a good holiday. Actually, Arguably so. the perfect Thanksgiving. Perfect Thanksgiving. Um, so anyway, thank you everyone for listening to this week's episode. And as always, uh, you can help us out by visiting patreon.com forward slash touch arcade and throwing a little support our way. Or... Amazon Black Friday, do your Amazon shopping through uh, toucharcade.com forward slash Amazon first, uh, and we'll get some sweet affiliate pennies that maybe will add up to something meaningful. So uh, with all that said, thanks again for listening, and we'll be back sometime soon with another episode of the Touch Arcade Show. See ya.